Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, another powerful episode. Get ready. Hold on to your pants. It's going to be a good one. Today, we are going to celebrate the life and film work of James Kahn, and I also have a powerful, powerful song of the day. And now, somewhere deep in cyberspace is a magical Minnesotan known as DJ Mike Rez. Hello, Dags. Hello, amazing friends. My pants fell off. I tried to hold on to my pants. Just couldn't happen, you know. It, it's, uh, it's been warm in Minnesota. It has been warm, yes. Up, up here in Minnesota, dear. Yeah, things are sticking. Things yeah. are gross. Yeah, lots of talcum powder going yes. on. Yes. Do they still use talcum powder or is that carcinogen? It's probably yes. Yes, exactly. Powerful show today. We're going to be going over the filmography of James Caan. We're going to be talking about his films, and uh, primarily The Thief is a movie that we rewatched last night. And also a powerful band that I wanted you guys to hear about, and I wanted Mike or DJ Rez to enjoy. So Mike or DJ Rez, before we start, <laughs> I got a new phone. Yeah, how's what that going a, What a you? nightmare. Buying a phone is like buying a used car, or a regular car, any car. <laughs> it's buying a car you know, in general. You know, you, you sit in the room, and they sweat you out forever. Oh, yeah. It's the same with a phone. There's all these, you know, you could, you know, they always get you with the, whoa, yeah, this is on sale and trade in this and you'll get this money off. It's like a coupon. You ever had a coupon and it's like 30% off and they go, okay. <laughs> so uh, you uh, factor in your, your coupon, you still owe $2,000. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, what did it even cover? <laughs> Nothing. Right. I, uh, we just traded in one of the, one of the kids' phones and, uh, yeah, it, it hardly did anything. It, to the it price. does nothing. It's just yeah. and there's all these fees and activation fees, and if you want to return it, it's fifty five dollar restocking fee. Yeah, because it costs that much just to put the goddamn box back I mean, on come the shelf. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Or in there safe. And and those fees are so stupid because a lot of times if you if you confront and argue with, they go, okay, we'll waive that. Well, then it's a bullshit fee. Right. If you can waive it and still run your business, it's just extra money you're trying to squeeze out of us. Yeah. You know, when I used to work retail dags, I worked at a, uh, at a store that sold the extended warranties. Oh my and God. we were told, sell as many extended warranties as you can, because that's nothing but pure profit for the company. It is. It and is. I never did that because of that. As a 19, 20 year old, I was like, no. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And, and, and like a pie graph, I want to see how many people actually go through on through with it. And then there's so much hassle. Most people are like, ah, whatever. Yeah. I always like to say when I get offered that, I always look at them and I give them a little wink and I say, 
nah, that's all right. I know the trick. Yes. And even, <laughs> even the insurance, like insurance to me, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like some mafia thing. Hey, we're going to phone protection. <laughs> you want some phone protection? <laughs> Give us a little money. We'll protect your phone. And then God, it, yeah. And then God forbid you break it. Well, yeah, it's yours. A hundred dollars deductible. And then we'll fix your phone for you. You know, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I found out too, that I had 15,000 photos and almost 2000 videos on my phone. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get for being the most powerful podcast ever created. But like, you have like a terabyte memory on your phone what the it's hell ho- it's horrible so now i'm trying to transfer it and it's not going to work <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, i'm you know it's it's i don't know what's going to happen so if you don't is hear from, your... if you don't hear from me on twitter <laughs> you know what happened <laughs> is this your first phone without the home button yes exactly no oh, uh, yeah, no I, I i get this stupid new phone all the time i get the big memory the it's just insane <laughs> yeah so oh speaking God. of Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod. We're on Instagram, like our Facebook page, and wherever you enjoy podcasts, please enjoy us. Please leave a review. Click five stars. That's the highest rating. It will unlock the secrets to Micro DJ Res Assistant Manager's phone. Is you'll just see his pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck with that <laughs> so uh, dj michael reds let's get into ppk robots god i love robots and uh, this will kind of the soundtrack of the thief is pretty epic too so we'll talk about that a little bit but robots outro what did you think of it uh it's a lot of it sounds like a robot it's a lot of beep bop boops going on isn't it haunting it's uh it's a little crazy it's only two minutes long though so yes it's an outro yeah, and it uh, there's a nice little melody or harmony, whatever you call it, in the background. And then on top of that, you, you've got your layered beeps and your bops and your boops, just like a, it sounds like a robot. It definitely does. Powerful. Wow, that yeah. was just like thank watching you. the video again. Yes, thank you. It's powerful, too. It's a Russian band. It's a, We don't talk a lot about Russian music. It's a Russian a- electronic dance project, PPK. Russian trance. I mean, it's just crazy. Yes. Never heard of them. Never heard of that song. Never heard of the one that they're really popular for either, which uh, is free to download, by the way. Yes. At mp3.com. And that, yeah. that one is called Resurrection. The way these, you know, the trance, and there's so many remixes, mixes, remixes, which makes it cool. <laughs> but the, the Resurrection, the Robots outro is one of my favorites. I need you guys to enjoy that. Powerful uh, picture on the cover, too. Yeah, it's off the 2002 Reload album. Not Metallica. PPK. Nope. PPK. And then on the album, it's a cool Cyrillic alphabet, so PPK looks like NNK. Now, Mike or DJ Rez, let's get into James Kahn. Now, unfortunately, he passed yesterday. Yeah, 80, bummer. 82 years old. And what's amazing is why don't more people talk about James Kahn? I mean, if you, when, you, when you go down the list of the movies, it just blows your mind. And I want to do that. I want to, I want to talk about some of his movies. We both saw Thief, so we're going to talk about that. But let's bring up some other ones. Off the top of your head, what do you think of when you think of James Conn? What movie pops in your head? The very first movie I ever saw with James Conn, and this is no lie, is Brian's song. Uh, when he played Brian Piccolo. Oh, yeah, the feel-good movie of the summer. Yeah, it was a TV film. 
Um, and I've got, what did we, I think we watched that in like uh, fifth grade or sixth grade. Our teacher put that on for us. I don't even know why, probably just a, an end of the year throwaway movie, but it was pretty good. And that's the one that I, I think of first, because that's the first one I saw. Uh, of course, he's in The Godfather. Um, but the one that I, I really liked with him, uh, besides Elf, uh, is The Program from 1993, where he plays the, the college football coach, Sam Winters. Um, and that's the first time I ever learned the difference between being hurt and being injured. Tell us, what's the but, difference of being hurt and being injured? Well, if you're hurt, you can still play. If you're injured, <laughs> you got to go see the doctor. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that was, uh, I was like, damn, he's right. Now I got to watch what I say. I was in high school, so, you know, I couldn't tell the football coach I was hurt or injured. I really had to watch what I said. Yeah. Brian's so, song, that was way back in 1970. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And that's the first one I've ever seen of his movies. Now, yeah. That was um, about the Chicago Bears. Yeah. It was uh, Gail Sayers and Brian, Brian yeah, Piccolo. Yep. Exactly. Billy D. Williams. Yep. Yep. James Conn. I think, uh, I think James Conn may have won an award that one yeah you won an emmy for outstanding lead actor what are some of the ones you've seen well i'm gonna go down the list here okay so the first ones there's one that some of the you know looking down the list here and i'm like some i gotta check out because i love submarine movies and this one i haven't seen 1968 submarine x1 submarine x1 is a 1968 british war film loosely based on operation source attack on the german battleship Pitts in 1943. Wow. Got to check that one out. Any, anytime there's submarines involved and it's World War II, I got to see it. Right. Check it out. So that one sounds cool. So we got the Rain People, 1969, written and directed by Francis Ford Coppola, little known uh, director. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Starring Shirley Knight, James Conn, and Robert Duvall. Look at that. Oh, wow. Robert Duvall. He did a. Uh... He did a lot of stuff with Francis Ford Coppola, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, Coppola's friend and fellow director, George Lucas, you may have heard of him, worked on the film as an aide. Wow. So we're going to have to check that one out. Yeah, there's so many cool movies here. Like I said, you know, James Conn, I don't know why more people don't talk about him. And unfortunately, when someone passes is when people talk about people. Yeah. I don't remember him in Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, what a great film. We're going to have to watch that and do a review of that, Mike, or DJ Riz. Yep. I mean, that's I got have Al Pacino. That's hey, <laughs> got them all in there. Dustin Hoffman yes. is an all-star. Madonna yes. is in it. Yes. Hey, my God. What was the dude from here? What was his name? Charlie uh, Corsmo. Yes. Yeah. He's the kid. From Minnesota. Yep. He's a scrawny street orphan. Our claim to fame. Yep. Yeah, he was in... Uh, Can't Hardly Wait, I think, was the last movie he was in. Yes. Who's the other dude from here? Josh Hartnett. Yes, Josh Hartnett. That goofy-looking mother I'll edit person. that, so it'll just say, who was that guy? You'll say, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And back We've to... Got a, a, lot of, a lot of girls from... Because he graduated the same year I did. Um, and a lot of girls from my class have pictures of him at Hidden Falls when they used to ditch class and go hang out. Wow. So, yeah. Lo- local St. Paul alert. Yeah. I never knew Same he was small. that old. Dude's like way yeah. old now. He's, yeah, he's, he's your age. 44. He's my age. Oh, my God. <laughs> 1972. 
James Caan, <laughs> the Godfather. Yep. Santino, Sonny Corleone. What a movie. Another one we got to yeah. check out. 1973, Slither. Then Cinderella, Liberty. Haven't seen those movies. 74, The Gambler. Freebie and the Bean. Godfather Part 2. Cameo on that. 75, Gone with the West. Funny Lady, Rollerball. Another powerful movie. Got a Saturn Award for that. Best actor. That's a futuristic one, right? Oh, you, you got to check out Rollerball. Yeah, make <laughs> mental notes in all these movies. All right. You're going to love it. 76, Killer Elite. The silent movie. Harry and Walter go to New York. Dude just keeps making movies. 1977, A Bridge Too Far. Another Man, Another Chance. 1978, Comes a Horseman. 1979, 1941, Chapter 2. 1980, Hide in Plain Sight. 1981, the movie we're going to talk about, Thief. 1982, Kiss Me Goodbye. 1984, the best year in pop culture. He was in Less Un It Less. <laughs> I'm sure it's French and I can't pronounce it. Right. Looks like he must he plays two characters. Must be like a twin situation, I'm e- guessing. Evil twins, yeah. Yep. 1987, Gardens of Stone. 1988, one of my favorites, Alien Nation. Good oh, one. Oh my god. In 1990, Dick Tracy. But not only in nineteen ninety, not only Dick Tracy, but Misery. What are, did you see Misery? I have not. Can you believe that? I'm, I you can, probably can. I cause... can, and you will see it. <laughs> you will. That was close. That was almost the one I picked, but that's too cliche. We got to go for one that not many people would know about. But the dude is the most prolific guy I've ever seen. Every year, he's making movies, and they're great movies. Yep. You know what I mean? Alienation, Dick Tracy, Misery. I'm just going down the list here. And, of course... <laughs> Arnold, 1996, Eraser. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your luggage. I almost picked that one. I'm like, oh, God, I got to pick a good movie. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get into Thief, 1981. Thief from 1981. It's uh, a heist action thriller film uh, directed and written by Michael Mann. This was the first uh, feature film that he directed. It's based off the 1975 novel, The Home Invaders, Confessions of a Cat Burglar. Uh, and that was by Frank uh, Hormir, I believe it's how you pronounce it. Uh, James Kahn is in it. He plays the title role of a professional safecracker uh, who's trying to get this dag. He's trying to leave the life of crime. And in doing so, he, he meets a woman played by Tuesday Weld. Uh, and uh, they want to start a life, get a house, get married. Um, James Belushi makes his acting debut in this movie. Uh, Dennis uh, Farina also makes his acting debut. Willie Nelson makes an appearance, uh, and the the original music was performed by Tangerine Dream. Yes. Uh, And it's also, there's some music by Craig Saffin as well. Uh, but James Conn plays Frank, who is a uh, jewel thief and ex-convict uh, who is trying to uh, make his life whole based on a, the plan that he created while he was locked up for 12 or 13 years uh, in in prison. Uh, he's got two 
businesses that he runs that he kind of launders all the money that he gets from when he jewel thieves. Uh, he owns a bar and a car dealership. Uh, and Frank sets out uh, to get one or two more big scores, and then he wants to settle down uh, with uh, Tuesday Weld. But he gets a, kind of uh, involved with uh, a bigger, a bigger time. I don't know what you call him, a family, family mob boss or head of the head of a crime hey, family. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he he's the one who's trying to set set James Conn up for the last last heist but little does james Kahn know that this uh head of this prime family is really looking to keep him on by not paying him everything he's worth and investing his money without talking about it trying to kind of like backstabbing him a little bit is there no honor in thieves i guess not yeah it doesn't seem like it uh but this uh this movie has some some twists and turns it's got some cliches before they were cliches but uh one thing I really liked, Michael Mann, who, by the way, directed Heat as yeah, well. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. But go yeah, ahead. but he was uh, obviously getting his chops as a director, especially in these big feature films, and was really into like the artsy parts of the film and letting letting scenes breathe, and uh, which. To me, I liked quite a bit because it's, you know, usually the scenes went on, but not too long where you're just like, holy shit, that scene was like 30 seconds too long. It was like the perfect length of scenes, um, but a little longer than you typically would see. One one example of that is when they break in uh, and James Belushi is filling his backpack full of diamonds. And instead of, you know, you get a, get the gist of him filling up his backpack with one or two drawers. No, you actually watch him go like through 10 drawers, <laughs> just doing the same thing over and over again. And then they showed James Kahn sitting down and enjoying a cigarette. I wonder with kids nowadays with a TikTok, you know, brain, I wonder yep. if they could sit through this movie. I don't think they could. I bet they would find it extremely boring because it's, but it's, sad, it's got enough it? action to keep me. Yeah. It keeps kept me interested. But yes. I'm in a different generation than the TikTok generation. Yeah, so. but I, I think if their brain gets rewired back, they, they could appreciate it. Because a lot of that, that's just forced. Like you were talking about scenes. Like now they have to, even YouTube videos, every every 30 seconds or 10 seconds, it's got to, you got to click, click, click. You got to put words on the screen. You got to change the filter. You know what I mean? Right. And this and, cut, yes. cut, fast cuts. Yes, yep. exactly. Now, but this movie, a neo-noir, I mean, I love neo-noir. I mean, you got to see the poster. Did you see the poster of it? Uh, there's a couple of different posters yes. Uh, yes. I've seen. Uh, the one I'm looking at now is just uh, him, just James Kahn. It looks like there's an explosion in the background. <laughs> Isn't that a great cover? Yeah. And it's That's Michael awesome. Mann, Heat. And it's also Tangerine Dream, which is an epic band that, of course, I saw in concert. Because yeah, I'm, of course I'm powerful. You must talk- have opened for Rush or something. No, I, oh. I wish. No, total different uh, electronic music. And what's cool about it, you know, a lot of concerts, you got to, you know, yell, you got to stand up, you got to you gotta get in the mosh pit, you got to do something. Tangerine right. Dream was just sitting in the chair and just chilling. It was literally fantastic. Nice. And the music is just great. I mean, you think of 80s movies, you think of synth, synth wave, and you think of Tangerine Dream. 
right know, and, and these night scenes with that music fantastic it was perfect and you think of movies like collateral tom cruise and and heat you see where michael mann was was developing all that in this movie in his first movie and written yeah, too written and directed by michael mann and right, plus yeah. his powerful soundtrack yeah he wrote the the screenplay while he was making and or directing the Jericho Mile, uh, which part part of it was shot in Folsom Prison. So he was kind of taking what he felt at Folsom Prison and wrote that as James Kahn's character Frank. And he made James Kahn research thieves uh, in prison life, which is I thought was pretty cool. You know, back then they were because that wasn't something that they did a lot of back then. And he was like, no, if you're gonna play this guy, you gotta you got to actually know what's going on. Plus he, he hired a bunch of old uh, thieves that were like just recently paroled to be like <laughs> coordinators or consultants on the, on the movie, which I think was pretty cool. And another reason I love this movie, it had a character named gags, not Dags, <laughs> gags, Joey gags. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was an interesting character. Yes. Yeah. Do you like gags? Yeah, I like gags. <laughs> what a great Italian name. Joe Gags. Joe Gags. I like the uh the accents they had. Uh especially when he went to the plating company. Oh exactly. <laughs> that was a great scene. <laughs> okay, so look at here, slick. Ah, oh, slick. There you go. That's classic. Yeah. Where does slick come back in? Heat. Heat. Remember when Tone Lokes says he called everyone slick? Yep. Yeah. And then Al Pacino, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a grin. <laughs> I got to go into my Pacino. Oh. Oh, everyone's slick. What was that again? <laughs> no, this is just a great movie. And, and James Conn is fantastic. And I don't know why more people don't talk about him. And it, and it just, it's cool. Like the Michael Mann, you see in the scenes, like the diner scene. And of course, the big diner scene in Heat. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Yep. There's nothing cooler than being in a diner at night. We got to do a podcast in a diner. In a diner, drinking coffee and eating some apple pie a la mode. Yes. Yeah, you got to do it. You ever see that uh, popular painting, Nighthawks? The dudes in the diner at night? Edward Hopper painting? I know you've seen it because they had a lot. I probably have, Yeah. yeah. Just perfect. It's at night, it's a diner. We're going to look it up right now. Nighthawks. Edward painting. Hopper. There it is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. Seen it. Yes. But isn't that, I mean, look at that painting. That's synth wave right there, isn't it? It is. Yes. If it's not, it should be. Yeah. But yeah. But Three people in the diner, one guy behind the counter. Yes. A couple of coffee pots, yeah. coffee mugs on it's, the table. It's been redone a million times with like Elvis in there and everything, but, it, yeah. it, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah. This. Thief is a great movie, and I don't know why more people don't talk about it, but now the most powerful podcast ever created has talked about it. Yeah, it's it, it's a good movie that I, I think if, you know, you have two hours to sit down and watch it, uh, it's free on Pluto TV right now. So it's actually like two and a half hours if you include all the commercials they throw in, which are really just promos for their paramount plus shows that drive you crazy but here, like here's the, the deal six. here's the deal though <laughs> that it's free and it's commercials but everything else is pay and commercials right you know what yeah. i mean it's it's unbelievable like 
if I'm paying for a service, it should be 100% commercial free. But yet they get commercials, ads, blah, 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 blah. So Yeah, and most of it is, like I said, it's promos for Paramount Plus. Because Paramount Plus must own Pluto, I'm guessing, since that was all the promos. Um, but if you've never downloaded Pluto TV, download it. It's great. It's uh, If you're really into like the classic shows, especially from like the 70s and 80s, it's perfect app. You, you get lost, especially the Julia Child channel. You know, she cooks her chickens and stuff. It's awesome. What are, and she uh, argues with her guest chefs. It's great. Don't give it away, but what'd you think of the ending? Um, it was lacking. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Some people have complained about that. Yeah. But the rest of the movie makes up for it. So, you know, it's weird too. Like the, the movie, and the, uh, the movie collateral, not a fan of the ending. No, that one. Yeah. That one was not, uh, not a good ending either. It's weird. I'd like to talk to Michael, man. Say, well, what's up with your endings? Yes. I just want to know. <laughs> Yeah, it would be curious to see because, uh, but like I said, I think uh, when the amazing friends watch this, they'll they'll be fine because the rest of the movie makes up for it. Like I said, if you're really like into like breaking down scenes and looking at like shadows and lighting and colors and and what the those different shots are, you're you're going to enjoy this film. We got to ask uh, North Innsbruck what he thinks. Oh yeah, definitely. He's probably never seen it because it's an older movie. But if he watches that and enjoys that Tangerine Dream soundtrack. Yeah, it's great. I was looking up uh, Tuesday Weld. I was looking at to see what some of the other stuff that she was in um, because she's been an actress. Uh, she's retired now, but she was been act, acting for a long time. She won an award uh, in 1960, a Golden Globe for Most Promising Female Newcomer. And some of these movies are a lot about sex. <laughs> so kind of wondering what some of these are about. Like she was in sex kittens, go to college, um, naked they, they, city. Yes. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty poison. So I'm kind of curious. I might, I might just see what <laughs> some of these are about. <laughs> well, she's a beautiful woman. She should make films. She enjoys. Right. But she was also in falling down, which is a great movie. Oh my God. So many good and movies. Feeling Minnesota, she was in. Yes. So, and uh, yeah, Falling Down. That's one I haven't watched that one in a while. I gotta right. watch that one again. Once again, the ending sucked. <laughs> I want to talk to these guys. What? Why the ending sucks? Maybe they just spend so much time. Yeah, they just in the middle, and then they're like, "Oh, I gotta end this thing somehow." But you know what I mean, though, because these guys are such perfectionists. But right. obviously to them that the endings didn't suck. They mean so. No, something. yeah, they thought it was perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. and maybe there's something wrong with us. Oh, no, yes. that's not possible. <laughs> not possible. <laughs> it's, what's cool about Thief, too, it's uh, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Might have heard of him. Yeah, I what? saw that. I saw his yes. name on there. I was, yes. I was surprised. What? God, there's just some talented people in these movies, like, Dennis Farina, I mean, I love him and Snatch and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and Willie Nelson. How do you think Willie Nelson did? I was going to say that character was, I don't know why his character was in there. I mean, it seemed like they needed more time with him. It probably would have made sense. But it's funny, though, because all all I can think of is Heat, too. Like, they always got to throw in a music performer. Like, let's throw in Tone Loke. 
<laughs> so they throw yeah. in Willie Nelson. One of, one of my favorite scenes with Willie Nelson is when he's laying in bed and he whispers something into James Conn's ear. And it's like a two second conversation. And then Tuesday Weld asks James Conn, he said, well, what did he tell you? Uh, he told me thanks and that I meant a lot to him. And uh, he had, uh, you know, burger and fries for dinner and he's going to go walk his dog. <laughs> it wasn't a two minute conversation he just had with him. It was like two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. And then the prison scene when they're, he's talking to him when he's a visitor and visiting Willie in prison. Willie Nelson looks mighty stoned in that, that scene. <laughs> Just his eyes are like wide open. Yes. It's like hanging on every word James Conn was saying. Yes. It was great. On the road again. Yeah, he sure was. <laughs> and then Jim Belushi. Yeah, it's great. I liked his character. His It was perfect. Yeah, it was you a know- good supporting role in this one yeah you know i mean it wasn't as good as uh red heat with arnold schwarzenegger no <laughs> i have to go home and feed the parrot <laughs> jim belushi jim belushi i always uh picturing him you know his tv show jim yes uh that's i don't know why i, I always think of him in that and so when i was thinking of him in this one but this is uh the first movie he ever did and he looks the most like his brother than in any other movie I've ever seen him in, including the Blues Brothers 2000 movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jim Belushi was good in this movie. It's, you know, it's easy to rip on him, you know, being the brother, like, but he did a good job in this movie. Did you ever see uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live when he was the coach? Uh, I don't know out. if I had it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look it's that hilarious. up. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, back when oh, Saturday Night Live was funny. That's that's how you know <laughs> you're old. Well, oh, back in my days, Saturday Night Live was funny. <laughs> the thing with Saturday, the, yeah, the thing with Saturday Night Live is you don't remember the shitty ones back in the day too, like Killer Bees, and <laughs> there's a lot of horrible. You just remember the good stuff and you blank out the bad stuff. It, it's, it's like the new. You watch the new SNL, yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff, but there's also funny skits. So what are we giving it? What score are we giving the Thief? Uh, out of five, let's call them five uncrackable safes how about that i will give it 3.75 Powerful. uncrackable safes i i like him i love his movies and i just feel bad because i try to talk about all these actors and stuff and we never really got into james con much and then now he passed but i'm going to give it a four or five it's just a great movie it's, it, i mean if you want james con credible list of movies if you want to pick one I got to give you uh, props, uh, DJ Micarez. You picked a great film. Yeah, it was. It, it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to to pick a movie that I know a lot of people wouldn't have known about, and uh, you know, anytime you talk about heist movies, no matter what what year they were made, is uh, is going to be pretty good. Especially when you got like Michael Mann and Jerry Bruckheimer. It's really cool to see like how his brain was working, Michael Mann, and how Heat was, you know, how it turned into the movie Heat. It turned into Collateral, that whole night vibe. That every, you know, the scenes that, that obviously he likes the, 
criminal element. I mean, it's just right. And oh man, the music. I mean, just how he sets up his shots in every scene. I mean, yeah, it's a guy who likes what he does. It's refreshing the research. Like he immerses the actors in the research, so they become that character. You know, there was one thing. So I thought James Con did a good job in this movie, but. Uh, in an interview I read that he did, he said he didn't like the character because he likes to be uh, characters with a lot of emotion. And this character, he felt, didn't have a lot of emotion. And so he didn't feel a good connection to it. But he still, he thinks that that diner scene that you brought up earlier was the best scene that he's ever done in a movie. Yeah, the diner scene was cool. I mean, it was it was real. and I, and I, And I felt he had a lot of emotion there. Yeah, that's what I thought too, which was kind of like threw me off. And he thought that the character was emotionless. So I was like, yeah. And sometimes emotion is just your emotion. It doesn't mean you're super sad, super loud, super quiet. It's just that's your emotion. I thought it was great. Powerful show today, Mike or DJ Rez. We talked about the powerful PPK, powerful Russian trance music, powerful robots outro. And also we. We uh, talked about the life and the films of James Caan and uh, Thief. Do you have any parting words, Mike or DJ Rez? Yes. Uh, watch Thief. Uh, listen to Tangerine Dreams. And uh, follow us on social media at Amazing Pop Pop. How about you? You working on anything? Got some uh, cribbage boards? I've got some cribbage boards. I'm going to finish up uh, here pretty quick. Uh, Mike's Paint Studio on all of the socials except for twitter or hit me up at mike res radio on twitter if you want to see some cool cribbage boards or mikespainstudio.com if you want to go check that out i made a youtube video in the comic book shop we're going to need you to follow us on youtube got more videos to come and until next time you've just enjoyed the amazing pop culture podcast thank you for listening to the amazing pop culture podcast The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.